Blog Talk Radio. Michael Winters, and this is Pam and Dawn. Hello, and welcome to the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my friend, colleague, and wonderful host, Pam. Hey, Pam, how are you? Hey, Dawn. Hey, I'm wonderful. You just said I was wonderful, so I got to be wonderful. I know. I did indeed say you're wonderful, and I cannot Isn't that lie. How that works? I know. You just took it and ran with it, didn't you? I, I sure did. Oh my gosh, are we just are we just crazy or what? I mean, we're in the midst of the holiday season, and I don't know about you, but. I've seen so many movies, I think I'm seeing them in my sleep at this point. <laughs> but it's all well, good. I mean, there's been so many good ones. It's, oh, my gosh. To, to keep up with them, which, of course, you, it's impossible this year to do, but to keep right. up with them, you have to watch them while you're sleeping, too. So. Right. <laughs> there, you, well, you got that. <laughs> honestly, um, the other thing is that I'm just so thankful that I have streaming this year because I think that's how I'm able to watch more movies than ever before because of that, because I can kind of pick and choose and watch them on my time on demand. So I'm really thankful for that. I mean, <laughs> if there's anything I'm thankful for this holiday season and this season of Thanksgiving, it's that, let me tell you, among other things. I know, right? You have to be very, very grateful. I mean, because all the years I have um, teased you and mm-hmm. said, when are you going to get into the current century and get something because you I didn't know. have a DVR or something? It took a minute. And now you're finally, finally there. I know. It, it's just, I'm always late to the game. <laughs> I mean, you know, better late than never, as they say. <laughs> Take a well, bow, take a oh, bow. Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, speaking of the season of Thanksgiving, I mean, we're Thanksgiving week is upon us, and I can't even believe it. I mean, it seems like when the season started at the end of October, I mean, and here we are, fast forward a month, and here we are at Thanksgiving. And I say that because this week in particular on Up TV is a major week in the history of the channel. I mean, I think it's a, it's the one week every year that the channel really gets hyped for, and fans get hyped as well. And today, uh, Pam and I are so excited to bring you our special interview with none other than the charming and incomparable Michael Winters. Absolutely. And Michael Winters, I'm sure all fans of Gilmore Girls knows Played the mayor Taylor do so. Oh my gosh, what fun it was speaking with him! And don't forget, Michael hosts the Gilmore the Merrier on Up TV this holiday season, beginning Monday, November twenty first at ten a.m. Eastern, nine Central. The whole week. That's right. So, and for those of you who have possibly never seen an episode of the Gilmore Girls, which I can't imagine that. But, you know, there may be that person (laughs) or two or three. But all week long on Up TV, uh, all the way through, I think, Saturday or Sunday, it's going to be Gilmore Girls 
marathon. You can binge on it, and you'll get to see plenty of episodes with Michael. He was in a ton of them, and a fan favorite as well. So you definitely want to tune in for that. And we are just so excited and honored to bring your interview now with Mr. Michael Winters. Enjoy the show. Hello, Michael, and thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you for thinking of me. It's nice to talk to you. Absolutely. We love to hear from you. We we are so excited for everything that you have going on and coming up. Yeah. But before we get to that, we'd like to find out a little bit more about you. Like, would you share with us how and why you decided you wanted to be an actor? Any inspirations? Uh, uh, it started before I had anybody much to inspire me. I, I don't know where it came from, but I... Uh, I, I happen to have uh, teachers all through grade school and junior high and high school. I just luckily ended up with people who were interested in theater and doing plays and stuff, and I just sort of jumped from person to person. When I was in – well, uh, the very first thing that I ever did was when I was in second grade, I was the tallest boy in the class, and so I played Joseph in the Christmas pageant. And I was tallest in third grade, so I did it again. And yeah. it, it's, oddly, that gave me the bug. By the next year, Gary Kipp was taller than I was, and so I lost that part. And, uh, uh, but uh, I, that was the start of it. And then I had, uh, when I was in fourth and fifth grades, I think it was, I had a teacher who was also a, uh, a, a novelist for young people. And she was very interested in, in all kinds of creative things. And she uh, she had several of us um, uh, uh, do um, like uh, improv serials, stories. And every once in a while she would just say, okay, put your books away. Now um, so-and-so, get up and do more of your story. And then you'd get up in class and just invent characters and incidents and, you know, just – walk around the class and do it. It was all very improv. And there were like mm-hmm. maybe four of us who did that. And that was just so cool. And then that sort of transitioned into uh, a young woman who ran the, uh, the, the drama series when I was in uh, high school. And then uh, she moved on. And uh, it had been women all this time, you know, who had run the, the drama programs, the theater programs. And then when I was like a junior in high school, this man came in. He was just out of the Air Force. He'd spent, uh, he'd been in Korea and all that stuff. And his uh, wife was um, a, a voice teacher. You know, uh, uh, she, she dealt with uh, vocal problems and stuff in, in the school system. And so she was sort of involved in this as well. And he had always loved doing plays. And so he took over. Well, his whole attack was very much more active and aggressive sort of than the ladies had been. And uh, he would do things like uh, uh, go uh, nab uh, football players in the hallway and say, look, I'm auditioning for a play on Friday. Be there. You're going to be in there. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and so it was a whole different atmosphere, and it was really fun, and he was very into it, and everybody, everybody had a great time. And he said to me when I was like a junior in high, in high school, he said, you should think about doing this 
for your life. You should think about this as a career. I'm, I'm a junior in high school. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. you should look at that kind of university when you're going. And he happened to be, he and his wife were very good friends with my parents. And so, you know, whatever reservation they had about somebody going into that chancy field, I think he sort of paved the way for me by mm-hmm. not, you know, never when I was there, but just telling them it's okay. He's good enough. He can do this. So I ended up going to Northwestern and that, you know, by that time I was hooked. I was, I was gone. I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the long story. Well, that's a fascinating story. And, yeah. um, you know, just to know that even then, you know, here's someone who was teaching others how to act and he saw your potential and, and it kind of yeah. helped guide your path and, and kind of move you along to get you going and, uh, and, and make that's space, so inspiring. And make space for creativity, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, that was unusual. And, uh, and it turned out to be very, very useful for me, you know, very oh, inspirational. Yeah. Well, what was but your of course first? You don't realize of that until years later. Oh, I know. And the rest they say is history, you know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, um, exactly. so what was your first professional role and what did you learn from it? Well, professionally, I mean, I, uh, after I, I, then I went to college and, um, then I, it, it was right in the middle of the Vietnam War and I was about to get drafted. And in fact, I did get, I essentially volunteered for the draft because I knew there was no way around this. And, uh, so I, everything stopped for like two years while I was in the army and, uh, and then I got out, and I was sort of at loose ends, and I went back home. And two friends of mine, married couple, uh, that I had gone to college with, very close friends, they had gone on to grad school, and they were now working professionally. And uh, they called me and said, listen, we're going back to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival again this year, and they're looking for people like you who have your kind of background but don't, aren't going back to college because I, you know, I'd been out for two years. And so they set it up for me to go there, and that really started it. I guess that would be my first quote-unquote professional. It wasn't because none of us were members of the hey. union yet. <laughs> I mean, some people were, but, but I wasn't. And most of the people at that company at that time weren't. So I spent four seasons there, and then I met a director who said, come down here and moved to the next place where I met people who brought me to the next place. So that my first, when I joined the union was um, after I worked in Ashland for four years, I went to, um, to a junior college in uh, central California where I worked with a lot of professionals and uh, somebody there brought me up to the uh, uh, ACT American uh, Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. And that was, 70 something and and uh so when i went there i had to join the union so that's my first specifically professional job and that was a company and i worked there and uh, and everything led to something else to somebody else to another place yes sounds Uh, that way and and you know once i was in the union then i was going although i had worked uh non-professionally but full-time um for years before that, you know, 10 years at least. Yeah. And I was teaching at, in, in, the, in the junior college as well, you know, and directing and stuff like that. So That's awesome, paying it forward. <laughs> and and Don and I yeah. both want to say thank you for your service as well. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, 
you've had quite the career and your resume is just busting all over the place with everything that you've done. <laughs> um, and we know that you were on a couple episodes of one of our favorite soap operas, which is Days of Our Lives. So yeah. what what was your experience being on set with the fast-paced filming? Uh, it was totally different. I mean, first off, it's totally different being on screen than from being on stage. And I don't mm-hmm. think I ever completely got used to that. Then you think, okay, I'm doing all right. I sort of know what TV is like. Uh, and uh, and then I would get these those, those gigs that I did on Days of Our Lives were, were just, can you show up? tomorrow and do this part they were very tiny and i only did it a couple of times but it was very (laughs) easy money you know Mm -hmm. to show up at six in the morning and do this part and great but they were so fast i mean i i I, uh really had my comeuppance on one of the days i went there because i was i had done some tv and i knew sort of what the, the thing was you know you go there and you wait around and then when your scene comes up you go up and do camera blocking and so, you you know, you show up in your T-shirt and they walk you through it and everybody decides, you know, where the cameras are going to be and what's going to happen. Then you go get dressed. Bowels of that uh, studio, uh, waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, they called me and I, you know, gone over the lines and all that stuff. And I went upstairs and came out in my street clothes. You know, I, I literally, I was in a T-shirt and, and Levi's. And the director lost his mind. He started screaming at me. What do you think we're doing here? We don't have time for this. You know, we're going to shoot now. And I was mm. totally unprepared for that. Yeah. And so I had to run downstairs and get dressed and come back up. And in the meantime, between the time that I uh, left to go downstairs and when I came back, they'd rewritten some of the part. And so I'd learned uh. it all. But then I got up and they said, okay, we're changing this. And here's we changed the name of the guy you're talking to. And uh, I don't know, whatever. And it was, a, it was a dream sequence. I played a psychiatrist in a dream sequence in one of them. So it was totally weird to begin with. And then I, I literally was flying by the seat of my pants. Luckily, it was not a lot of material. So uh, so it worked out okay, but it was really scary. So I, <laughs> I never did that again, and I was perfectly happy with that. You know, I, I like I liked having a little rehearsal time, you know, and you take the script mm-hmm. and go home and, uh, and work on it, that kind of stuff. Uh, even that- so, it's very different from stage work, of course. Oh yeah, and and knowing that if you if you take a script home and you study it, that when you get to set, it's still going to be the same. You're not going to have to worry about any last minute changes or being <laughs> well, having no, anything. Well, that's not true because a lot you. of times, uh, a lot of times they would, uh, you know, things would change at the last minute. Uh, I, I did a, uh, several um, just regular old sitcoms, and on those you go to the, um, you know, you have a table read. It's the very first thing you do. Everybody gets together. Uh, the day when you start working and you just read through the script and uh, for the director and the writers. And if you say didn't get a laugh on what they thought was a joke, they, they wouldn't give you a chance to work on it. They'd just rewrite it. Oh, wow. you know, they'd say, you know, that's our fault. It's not, it's not good enough. We'll give you something else. And so it would change. Uh, so uh, it's so different from working in the theater. I, that's why I say I never really quite got, in the groove of that and got entirely used to uh, working that way. It was funny to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, television in general has just changed dramatically over the last 10, 15 years. And now exactly. there's 
so many streaming services. Pam and I were just talking the other day about how many new original Christmas movies there are, and I think there are over 200 new ones that are streaming across all platforms this year. But, um, you know, it's given people the ability to just see anything anytime they want on demand. And, And how do you feel about all the changes on how we watch our favorite shows and movies now? Well, I'm getting so I like it. As an audience member, like I'm mm-hmm. pretty much retired now. I don't I haven't worked for quite a while. Uh sort of starting with the pandemic. But uh, you know, I, I sort of aged out anyway. Um uh so I don't know what that's like on the inside. I mean I have friends who uh who are still working and I talk to them. Um and it's I don't even recognize what they're talking about, how different it is. Just in the you know six or eight years since I've uh, really been down there doing things, so uh, as an audience member, I like it. I love having all that stuff available to me, you know. But that's mm-hmm. strictly as an audience member, and I'm I think it's also true for people who work there because there's just so much more work. It's just a different kind of work, or it's mm-hmm. in a different right. it's a different way, and the quality of so many of the things on cable is as good as or better than movies. Right. I'm a, I'm a great movie fan, and I find now, after the pandemic, that I don't care to go to the movies as much as I used to. You know, for one thing, all the, the movies are not my kind of thing. They're, they're big, um, oh, you know, uh, Marvel and, and X-Men and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, horror movies and all that kind of stuff yeah. that I don't particularly like to see. It's right. changed. The good stuff, the stuff I like, I've got right in my living room. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what that bodes for movies, which is, I don't know, kind of scary to me because I love movies and I love going to the movies and having a big screen and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, I don't know what it would be like to work that way. Well, I have not gone to the movie theater in many years because I've been yeah. watching cable and, you know, streaming stuff and that. Yeah. Dawn, Dawn is new to streaming. Thank <laughs> God she finally got it because I've been on her for years to, to do <laughs> yeah. something. Well, she was missing a lot of good stuff. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. definitely. I'm relatively new to it myself because uh, – I had cable, and then at one point, oh, right in the middle of the pandemic, the, the company that provided my cable dropped cable. They kept, oh. uh, they still run my uh, computer and my phone, but they just said, you know, after this date, we're not going to supply cable anymore. So I was sort of out on a limb. So I got a smart TV because everybody around me was doing that, yeah. and that's when I covered the world of streaming. Oh, my um, gosh. And that's been in the last year, not more mm-hmm. than a year. And it took me a little time to get used to it, but I, I'm pretty much used to it now. I mean, I, I love watch, having it. I watch more television now than I ever have. And yeah. it's just amazing to have stuff on demand. And if, you know, you don't see something when it's scheduled, you can just watch it any time. And it's just great. Well, it's life-changing in that way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, uh, I was a huge <laughs> fan of Breaking Bad. And, oh, oh, um, yeah. And I ended up sort of seeing that binging, but it wasn't a streaming yet, you know. They would, when they did the last season, they, they showed the whole uh, series uh, every Wednesday night or something like that. And I, and I saw that whole thing, uh, you, you know, like that, binging it like that. And then um, 
Better Call Saul, I was really looking forward to, and then I never sort of caught on to it. Well, now recently they showed their final season, and, bef- and, and they put the entire series at your fingertips. So I binge-watched all five seasons of it up until the last season, which I haven't seen yet. So, I, you know, that was just fantastic to me. I didn't even have mm-hmm. to put my shoes on. I could uh, yeah, you know, nice. have my dinner <laughs> or whatever, you know. Right. It, you know, it didn't matter you what in. the weather was or anything. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I didn't have to think, oh, good, I don't have to worry about parking any place yeah. or anything like that or waiting for the next episode. I'll yep. just do it all at once. Yeah. So yeah, um, binge, I have binge to watching say, as a consumer, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. as, as a consumer, I love it. You know, it's fine. Uh, the problem is there's more things than I can ever get to. And, you know, people yeah. will say to me, oh, my God, did you see such and such? And I said, I never <laughs> even heard of it. And I sort of <laughs> yeah. keep my ear to the ground, you know. Right, yeah. right. so much That's right. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's uh, wonderful and terrible all at the same time. Yes. Yes, it, it could be consuming at times. You've got to kind of, you know, take a break every yeah. once in a while so you can get back it's to reality. <laughs> and you have to so, talk to people. So what have you seen that I have missed? Tell me about right. it. Right. <laughs> what do you recommend? You know, what is yeah. something on Netflix that you're watching exactly. right now? Exactly. Like the conversation exactly. of television has changed dramatically. Yes. And it's like, oh, Everything did you, did you? about it. Everything about it. <laughs> so I assume working on I mean, I would think those series – it's like doing a movie. I mean, it's it's much more yeah. like doing film, you know. And oh, yeah. uh, like uh, I knew people who were involved in Breaking Bad, and you know, they just all sort of moved to Albuquerque, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and uh, did it there. You know, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, well, speaking it, of series, The Gilmore Girls is absolutely loved by millions of people, and they still. Watch it to this day, and you played Mayor Taylor Deuce. So, what has it meant to you to be part of the Gilmore Girls? Well, it's it's exciting. It's it's very nice. Uh, let me say a couple of things. One thing is, this is a common misconception. He's not the mayor. There was some, uh, David Huddleston actually played the very mayor of Stars Hollow in two episodes, and then never appeared again. I act like I'm the mayor. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just uh, I'm just a a, fuss, but a busybody who wants to run the town. Yeah, know? well, and, I should have uh, said quote unquote. To hell with the mayor. mayor. I don't care about the I, mayor. I should have right. said in quotations. So, uh, so. <laughs> air yeah, quote the ruler of, yeah. or the you know self styled ruler of Stars Hollow. Um, well, it's fabulous to be part of it. And one of the things that I liked about it most is I'd get up and go to work, and I would look forward to it because I knew it was quality material, that I was going to do something that was uh, above average, you know, in quality. It seemed to me that the writing and, the, and the, a lot of the acting, uh, the people were great on it. Um, it was very, very hard work. Not for me. It was fairly easy. I didn't have all that much to do. But uh, some of those people, God, I just can't believe how hard they worked and how, how long you know, how much, yeah. but uh, it's great to be part of it. And it's great to still be recognized. I mean, on the street, it happens just enough to be pleasant and not enough to be oppressive, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and and a lot of the people that I meet, you know, they say, oh, I love it. I love you. You know, your character so funny and everything. I say, wait a minute, you're not nearly old enough to have seen this when it came out. And they said, oh, I've seen, you know, we we own the whole thing. Oh, I've seen wow. the whole series five or six times, 
people sit down and watch all seven years of it and then the the four movies on top mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it gets passed on from generation to generation. I think, you know, mothers pass it on to their daughters. I really think it happens. Yes. And, uh, and then they get hooked and uh, – and it's a it's a kind of nostalgia thing for everybody, even if you weren't there when it first was on. It has some strange sort of nostalgic pull, and it's yeah. you know it's nice. Oh yeah, it's, it's fun and, and uh, you know um, eccentric, just a little wacky enough to be uh, to be entertaining. So that's right. So well, I'm very proud to have been part of it. Yeah. Uh, and and I tell you, it, the show is iconic. It is really timeless, and it's one of those that I think is going to live on till till infinity. And you know, we are Pam and I. We talked about this quite a bit, and we know that this year you're going to be hosting the annual Gilmore the Merrier uh, yes. binge watching marathon on Up TV, which is <laughs> November 21st. I'm speaking of binge watching. So, um, you know, for someone, let's just say that there's someone out there that has never seen a single episode of the Gilmore Girls. And honestly, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine that. Right. But yeah. What <laughs> would you, you what can you share about the series and, and why do you think it continues to be so popular with fans? I think there's something at the core of it that is as, as uh, sweet as it is and as uh, sort of. Uh, it's a fantasy of a kind, you know, it's a comforting fantasy. But in the middle of that fantasy is something real about a connection of a mother and a daughter that are more like sisters. And uh, somehow or other that grabs people and hooks them. And I think part of it is that a lot of uh, women uh, first learn about it when they're, yeah, when they're, you know, junior high or high school or something, when they're sort of figuring out their place and uh, and there's something helpful in it and uh, and recognizable and that goes on. And then around them are all these eccentrics, you know, who are just mm-hmm. sort of good for a laugh or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, interesting stories, you know, and it's, it's funny and goofy and it's, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Amy and Dan uh, Palladino, who were the uh, creators of it, the parents of it, uh, they loved and sort of based this on uh, um, 30s and 40s screwball comedy movies where everything goes very fast. You know, it just clips along and uh, they're sort of goofy and, and, uh, uh, and they adapted that sort of to this uh, to this series. And I think that is a sort of timeless thing that people Right. It's entertaining. You know, just on the surface of it is entertaining. Absolutely. And then in the and middle is the story of, of these two women who uh mm. with this with this firm connect strong, strong connection. Well Don and I love guess. it and we'll be watching it, you know, absolutely like we do every single year and any other time it's on because I know you know, throughout the year it's on as well. Um Yeah. What what would I you think like up to TV that does the yes. binge-a-thon? Yeah, uh, they, they do. Yes. All, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. What would you like to say to all the fans of the Gilmore Girls that have watched and loved you guys for all these years? Just so grateful for the uh, letting us know the pleasure they get and have gotten from it. That it is that um, meaningful to so many people, uh, and it's. 
you know, whenever you jumped on the train, there are memories from that time that uh, people seem to hang on to. And, uh, you know, I only know it because every once in a while people will just stop me on the street. Uh, as I say, not enough to be uh, painful, but very, very nice, you know. And then you have a little chat with somebody who uh, says, oh, this is my favorite moment, or or which one of her guys uh, do you think uh, Rory should have ended up with, and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, the things that they uh, that they think about. Uh, so it's just a big, fat thank you to everyone who has loved and still loves it. Um, uh, well, that's, it was, it, I mean, it was a great to be part of, great to be part yeah, of. Yeah, and, and I think you said it best um, a little while ago, and that is um, that it is a nostalgic show. It really cuts to the core of people, and, and it resonates yeah. with so many fans, and I think that's why it continues to be a mainstay on television. Um, and yeah. people want to binge watch, and they look for, you know, one of the highlights of the holiday season for Pam and I, we talked about this, is that marathon because it's Thanksgiving week, you know, and, and we're doing the show anyway. So we start back in, like, late August, early September. We're talking Christmas movies, you know. So yeah. by the time we yeah. get to this yeah. point in the season and we know this is coming up, this is kind of like a nice respite for us. It's a nice break from from the whole Christmas movie thing that we're involved in, and it's just <laughs> awesome. And I think it's, it's, it's a great way for families to just sit down and, and watch watch you know uh just the the whole marathon uh during a week when they're yeah. spending time together anyway so it's, it's a beautiful thing um yeah well bef- before very we warm wrap and up, very oh, human it is indeed. yes <laughs> very uh, i always uh, it took me a while to figure this out but i remember that when it was on wb when it was on uh, warner brothers early on the 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 whole slate of warner brothers shows was uh uh you know teenage centered drama but they were all dramas and they were all sort of sexy and um Mm -hmm. uh you know trying to be cutting edge and everything and in the middle of it was gilmore girls which is sort of a a, the other side of that coin that allowed you it it was a respite from that right uh just like you're talking about now being a a, you know a rest from christmas stuff that it was a rest from those those more dramatic you know melodramatic things yeah, definitely. But still about young people, you know, to a large degree, or the central figure anyway was. That's true. Before we wrap up, we always like to play a fun little lightning round, which is all Christmas-themed, and there are no wrong answers. we got five little questions that <laughs> okay. just asking you about your favorite things for the holidays. And um, uh-huh. the first one is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Um. I guess uh, now it is, I have friends, we go out to the same restaurant for dinner on Christmas Eve, and that's the thing that just developed because one year, two of us were just going out for dinner and made a reservation at a restaurant. She was working uh, uh, a Christmas carol at a local theater, and so I picked her up after that, and we went over to this restaurant where I'd made a reservation, and they were closed. They were locked up tight. The doors were padlocked. But I had a reservation. So there we were expecting to go out to dinner, and we couldn't find a place that was open you know, or, or had room for us. Mm. The place where we had the reservation was closed. But we did find a restaurant that said, you know, as a matter of fact, we just have an empty table. And the two of us sat down and had the best dinner. And every Christmas Eve that we're in town, we always go to the same place. 
bring we now we've included other friends in it you know so there's usually four or five of us that go for dinner on christmas eve and that is the thing i look forward to every year oh that's nice what's it's your favorite great. what's your favorite christmas song boy that's tough yeah <laughs> i don't know i love i mean i i litter i'm i'm a sap i have the music on all the time i have a friend who used to give his christmas present was mix tapes you know their discs that yeah. he'd made uh that was all christmas music but on a theme so that one year it was all uh religious music you know middle ages uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh gregorian chants and then another one it's all sort of cowboy songs country and western christmas songs yeah and uh and then one would be pop songs you know and one is uh there's a he made one of um Motown, you know, a whole mm-hmm. disc of Motown Christmas themed things, and that's what he gave out for presents. And oh, that's uh, neat. so I get out my machine and I play them while I'm decorating the house or you know wrapping presents or you know all that real Christmassy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I think my favorite carol is uh, O Come O Come Emmanuel. I don't know why that is, but there's something about that that I find very moving. Yeah, it really is. I like that song. All right, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Um, Christmas Eve, I try to see, although now I'm not home enough to do it. Uh, I love, um, uh, um, oh, God, what is the name of it? Um, It's a Wonderful Life, of course, Mm -hmm. the typical one. And then there's, a, believe it or not, an Ingmar Bergman movie that uh, it's a big, long thing. It was a television series, but they released it as a film called Fanny and Alexander. And uh, it gets very dark, the whole movie, but the first hour of it is about this wealthy family of uh, theater people at the turn of the 20th century having their big annual family Christmas. Uh, And it's so lovingly recreated. I mean, there's a lot of drama going in and everything. But it's really beautiful, and and all the traditions and and the place they live and all the kids and everything that goes on. I always try to watch that first hour. And then the other one is um, uh, uh, Ardman uh, uh, Productions that did uh, uh, Wallace and Gromit. Uh, They made a movie called uh, Arthur Christmas. And oh, that I yeah. love. It's, it's animated, mm-hmm. and I try to watch that every year because it's uh, it's very funny and very very sweet. Uh, so those are my three favorites. Oh, those are great. Those are great favorites. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, hot toddy or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. That was and, easy. And I know. Last but not least, white lights or colored lights? Colored. Very it's so nice. funny. I just was, uh, I was just looking uh, at uh, this, something came up on the the uh, internet about you know place selling uh, Christmas lights, and uh, there was one that was all yellow lights, and I thought, no, that's not that's not right. Most of what they sold was white, <laughs> you know. Right. And and I thought, well, those are nice, but you could do those anytime. That doesn't connect to Christmas as much Mm-mm. to me, but lights nice. do. Mm-hmm. And I used to have, you know, I used to, this is talk about nostalgia. I used to have uh, lights that I bought at, uh, where was it? But they stopped making them, but they were uh, like um, twags, but of 
lights all together, and, and they were uh, red and green and white, and it was very tight. It looked like um, uh, pine boughs, you know, and oh, you wow. wag them in doorways and stuff, uh-huh. and, and, uh, and I loved those. And eventually they just all sort of died, and I couldn't replace them anyplace. So I've never been able to find them again. Oh, wow. So, oh. But colored is my answer to that one. Color and that light. works. Yeah. That works. There's no wrong answers like Dawn said, so <laughs> thank you yeah. for answering those. And That's sharing just with preference. Us. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And thank you so much for joining us today. We, we truly, truly had the best time, and we could listen to your stories all day, mind you. But oh, we will God, let I got you go. <laughs> yeah, and, thanks. And thanks for yeah. having me. And uh, tell everybody who doesn't know about it, uh, uh, the uh, Binge-a-thon on Up TV. Oh, we All will. Thanksgiving week, 24 hours of it, and they show the entire series, including the four Netflix movies, the reboot. Yes. Oh, so yes, it's all there. definitely. We're, we're spreading the word. And, and Great. since we won't be speaking with you before the holidays, um, have a happy and blessed one. The same to you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.